Hey ladies and gents and welcome to the Controlled Interest Gamecast where we talk about video games and everything happening in the industry, episode 65. As always, I'm joined by Dom. <laughs> uh, just two of us this week. Unfortunately, Jordan wasn't able to join us. He's playing Breath of the Wild in real life. He had to help uh, move some horses or something. Uh, real world immersion. Exactly. So just the two of us this week. Uh, quite a bit of news. Uh, we're going to be talking about Kingdom Hearts 3 later without Jordan, which is kind of weird. Um, but uh, first we have to talk about what we've been playing. I didn't play anything this week. Um, I didn't even watch anything this week except for the Game of Thrones premiere, which how am I going to miss that, obviously. Um, yeah, I didn't play anything at all. I was just super busy. The podcast was even late this week. I was so busy that I didn't even realize that when I first exported it that mine and Jordan's audio tracks were muted. Uh, so I, I uploaded it and, uh, put it up with just Dom's voice and Dom was the first one to realize that. So thank you for that, Dom. Exactly. Exactly. I just wanted the Dom only episode. I got my own episode and you guys were gone. Everybody deserves their own. Um, yeah. So sorry that the episode was late this week. I was just super busy. No excuse. Next week it'll be up by Sunday or Monday. Um, still figuring out when I wanted to go live for us, but let's start for another day. I haven't pl been playing anything. I haven't been, actually, I did read something. I reread through Civil War, so I know you're not like super into comics, Dom. But you know how like they release individual comics, and then for like events or big things, they release like the the graphic novel or like the the trade that's like all of them put together, right? Like you just have to buy one book, which is super easy for people that are. Um, I think I'm a little bit more into comics than you, I would say, but we're both not like super comic people, right? We don't buy issue by issue. Um, so like I've owned the Civil War one for a very long time. Um, since it first came out and I decided just to reread through it again um, just because I'm still in that like Marvel mode from Spider-Man and all that stuff uh, yeah, that's pretty much all I did this week nothing else I didn't even watch anything but Game of Thrones like I said so hopefully you did a little bit more than I did <laughs> exactly you have good taste <laughs> Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's that comfort food RPG, man. Just... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ooh, that was a weekly thing, right? <laughs> okay.
Well, you've read you've read the graphic novel, right? Yes, yeah, so you have that frame of reference. Yeah. Is that the whole like Barbara Gordon stuff? Yeah. Probably just padded it for time, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's weird. That's weird though, like, not that you didn't like it. Cause I haven't seen it yet, but I'm probably, I would probably be with you if I saw it too. And the reason I don't have an interest to see it is because, so people often talk about uh, video games shouldn't become movies. And there is an argument for why, why they shouldn't, but I also think there's an argument that people don't talk about why they should because it is a different medium. Not everybody plays video games. Some games have really good stories that you can tell. Now, do I think the Division movie should happen? No, not really. But, like, I'm actually interested in the Uncharted movie taking place and giving people an introduction to that world, right? I think that's cool, personally. With the Killing Joke and with an animated movie, I think those are closer to each other, a comic and an animated movie, than any other two mediums at all. So that's weird. It's like, you're definitely not gaining anything from watching the animated movie, I don't think. Um... Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Well, and, like, I think that'd be different than... A lot of people want to see the killing joke make its way to the movies. And whether or not you like Jared Leto's Joker, that's a story for a different day. But, like, I think people do... Like, I would be intrigued in seeing the killing joke portrayed in real life. Because I think you do gain some things from that that you wouldn't from the book. Because... I, I, I don't know, there's a realness to it. I think even with, like, Marvel, because I think Marvel is a lot less real-world than DC is trying to be, right? Grounded in reality. Um, but even Marvel, I think, does a good job of, of basing a lot of their stuff in real life. Even their suits. Like, if you ever see, like, the comparisons of the comic book uh, costume for a character in the Marvel movies one, I think they do a good job of basing it in reality. Um, and I think that's something that's cool, and... I would love to see the Killing Joke one day in live action somehow, some way. Maybe even just they allude to it or there's like, you know, it doesn't need to be an entire movie. And then maybe that's the problem with the ended movie, right? Because they had to pad it for time because the Killing Joke isn't a large graphic novel. And I think that would be a cool way of, say, when the Batman comes out uh, with Ben Affleck, what if their way of, if they, because there's been rumors that they might recast the Joker or do different things with the character, That'd be a cool way of introducing him in the world of the Batman is through, like, flashbacks that are the killing joke. So it's not necessarily the movie. I think that'd be pretty cool. Um, but we'll see. Uh, it's cool that you watched it. Uh, I hadn't really gotten around to it. Like I said, I had no interest in hearing you say that it was, and eh, I'm like, well, I don't want to, you know, I'm cool. I have I have the killing joke in my closet. If I want to read it, I'll read it. I'm not really interested in, in watching it anymore, especially with that. Exactly. Yeah, and maybe if that, that Barbara section 
was not even shorter or not included. Maybe if it was just better. Because from what I heard, it's like not only is it included to fill time, but the actual stuff that happens isn't interesting or good. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, enough of the Batman hour. Uh, or the Joker hour, I guess. Um, let's get into the news. Considering we didn't have a busy week doing anything else, we'll talk about the news. Let me preface this by saying we're recording the day of San Diego Comic-Con starting, so guarantee you there will be news that comes out after we record this, probably hours after we record this. So we'll cover that next week when hopefully Jordan's back, and if not, it'll be Dom and I again. Um, so if anything pops off at San Diego Comic-Con that we don't cover, it's because we're recording before anything has really happened. Um, the first bit of news here comes from GameIndustry.biz. And it basically talks about how Ubisoft sales are more than 80% digital. No new major releases in quarter one, but overall sales still climb 45% for the French publisher. And I'll read the first paragraph here and then we can talk about it a little bit. Uh, Ubisoft continues to fire on all cylinders, even in a quarter in which the publisher has nothing new on the market, which is wrong. Uh, and I'll get to that. Its total sales jumped up 45.2% to $202.1 million, with digital increasing from 55 to uh, 80% of the company's digital focus. Uh, Ubisoft noted that digital accounting for more than 80% of its total revenue during the first quarter, which was up from 75% during last year's quarter one. Um, with no new major releases, back catalog sales drove 94, 94% of the company's sales total, which Ubisoft emphasized is a sign of the recurring investment profile from its customers. The company also proudly mentioned that Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Wildlands continues to be the industry's top seller since the start of 2017. Um, it, you, you can go ahead. <laughs> yep. Yep. Well, yeah, and people are like, well, why would they skew the numbers? Because their sales are just their sales, right? But you have to realize that, you know, publishers make more money off of digital sales than they do off of retail. So if they're able to skew the numbers in a way that doesn't dissuade retailers but does point a picture and like hey buy digital it helps them so if they're able to be like hey 80 percent of our sales are digital then people are like oh well i should just buy ubisoft stuff digital since everybody buys their stuff digital right it gets in the in the brain of people exactly Exactly. I still thought it was a cool story. Yeah, the numbers are skewed and everything, but it's still very interesting because we are slowly climbing towards uh, all digital future. Hopefully the internet catches up. We have a whole thing with net neutrality, which if you're not familiar with that, we can go on in another hour-long podcast about that. Please Google net neutrality and learn yourself something. We recently had a day dedicated to net neutrality and making sure ISPs um, – don't screw over people. That's basically the way, the way to sum it over. Um, there's an opposite argument to net neutrality, but I'm definitely I'm definitely for it. Um, 
Next up, we had some Telltale news coming out of uh, D23, I believe. This might have been just before D23. A lot of this stuff gets confusing. Because, um, like, not everything in here is Disney licensed, I don't think. No, definitely not. Obviously, because one of them. Uh, but Telltale announced three new uh, seasons coming. They announced season two of Batman called Batman Enemy Within, which I'm like, is this an XCOM crossover? Uh, they announced uh, Walking... Yeah, uh, Walking Dead, the final season, which we got some information that we'll get into. Um, and we also got uh, Wolf Among Us Season 2, which is essentially spoiled before it was announced. Which is weird because a lot of people are like, the voice actor said it's happening and all this stuff it might be happening. And then a lot of news outlets are like, it's definitely not happening. And then it happened. So it's like, alright. Yeah. Which is a whole other conversation of, like, if I ran PR and marketing and social media, I, would, I wouldn't I would be the person that said no. I would be the person that didn't say anything. That's just my personal approach. Because I think it's it, I'd rather leave people guessing than to trick people, you know? But it teach their own. I think it's funny if you're able to play it off right. Um, but, yeah, l later on the show we're going to talk about Telltale and Fool and what we expect from these series and everything like that. But as far as just the announcements... Uh, Dom, are you surprised at the timing of it? Like three announcing three projects for, you know, Telltale was that surprising? Yeah. Cause it, their only current game is Guardians, right? I'm trying to think. I think Guardians is their only current project because it's on episode three. Yeah, it's, it's still on episode three. Yeah. And that's one that I'm... That should be done by Batman, I think, maybe. Or close to Batman. Maybe, yeah. Because episode three comes out next week, I think. And Guardians is like... I love Marvel. I love Guardians. But that's one that I'm like... I'm just going to wait till it's all out, personally. Um, because it was getting iffy reviews. And... I want to play it because I still like Telltale, and unlike The Wolf Among Us, which it's probably great, I'm not saying it's not great, Marvel and Guardians intri uh, like intrigues me way more off of the bat, right? Um, exactly. But The Wolf Among Us getting a second season, that's going to intrigue a lot of people, including me, um, and there's probably going to be a sale, so just hold off on getting Wolf Among Us if you haven't gotten it yet. Um, it having a second season, though, proves that there was it sold well enough right then. Right? Like... Yeah. Yeah. And the last one, like I said, we're going to go into all these a little bit more in depth later in the show. The last one was uh, The Walking Dead, the final season, which I'm kind of bummed that they're already marking as the final season because The Walking Dead is my favorite out of all the Telltale games. Uh, Batman's a close second, though. Uh, I'm glad that that's getting a second season. Um, but, like, <laughs> and I, I'm probably going to get a lot of hate for this and a lot of flack. I wish they would do this with a TV show of being like, we were doing this many seasons, right? And I think that's what really bothers me. And as heartbreaking it is for, we talked about earlier, we both watched Game of Thrones. As heartbreaking as it, as it is that we only have 
what, 14 episodes left? Because there's seven in this season. We already watched one and then eight next season. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there might be seven. You might be right. But, like, it, it's it's heartbreaking. We already know we're getting spinoffs, so it's not that heartbreaking. But knowing there's an end, I think, is something good, you know? And, like, knowing that you're, like, everything is going to culminate into one final ending. And I think that's one of my biggest problems with The Walking Dead TV show is that it just doesn't seem like it's going anywhere. And I know some people like that kind of television. Um, but for, for like, a show like that, I just I don't understand why it doesn't have – it's not going to have a finale. Like, And I hate to say this. I don't know if you feel the same way, Dom. I think Walking Dead is going to be a show that goes on longer than it should to the point where it might even be a bad show. Like, I don't think – Walking Dead has had better seasons than others, but I don't think it's ever been a bad show, you know? And I just think that it's going to go to the point where it becomes a bad show. And uh, I might be wrong about that, but um, going back to my original point, like, it's just weird that The Walking Dead game is going to get a finale, and it's the thing I really care about, and we're going to have to deal with the TV show not getting a finale, but ratings are ratings, so... You think so? Hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, and the weird thing is, like, and I know I've said repeatedly I don't like Breaking Bad, and I know I'm in the vast minority. But at least Breaking Bad finished in five seasons, right? It finished on top. It finished when people were still in love with it. And though that was heartbreaking, people still love that show. There's no like, oh, I can't believe it ended that way. I really think that, like, Breaking Bad and, and Game of Thrones are the future of the way TV should be. In the sense that, like, Breaking Bad is more tradi a more traditional TV show, right? Very more, like, very traditional. Ended five seasons. Didn't go too long. Game of Thrones has gone this many seasons, but... They're only eight, uh, eight to ten episode seasons maximum. Uh, obviously, these last two are seven to eight, but they're like hour long episodes with huge budgets, and they're like movies. Like the reason I like Game of Thrones is because they're like ten individual movies across an entire season, you know, and the production value and oh, it's so good. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Also, for me personally, and I don't know if you're the same way, Dom, when I hear that something that I never got into ended, and it's like, it's five seasons but it's done it's finished beginning to end doesn't that intrigue you more to go watch it though like knowing that it's done you're like okay i don't have to worry about 
catching up. I don't have to worry about new seasons, anything. This is a standalone story, right? Um, for me, that's Mad Men. Like, Mad Men is a show I want to get into and start watching because it's over. Like, people have, you know, differing opinions on the quality of the show overall, but, like, I think the whole synopsis for that show is very intriguing. The fact that it's done is, like, I know I don't have to worry about anything post that, you know? And I think that's good. Like, even, like, Breaking Bad, though there's Better Call Saul, which is a spinoff, I think it being done is, like, you've never seen Breaking Bad. It's five seasons, dude, and it's done. I think that intrigues people, right? So, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Um, but that's your fault. <laughs> uh, unless it's, like, the day of, which, funny story, uh, when Gears of War 2 came out, I might be getting this wrong. Was it Gears of War 2 or Gears of War 3 that Dom died? Uh, I could be getting this really wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say 2, though I'm probably wrong. Anyways, when the Gears game that came... And I feel bad for not knowing this off the top of my head. I'm going to say 3. When Gears of War 3 came out and Dom dies, the that night when people go, went to go get their copies of Gears of War 3... Somebody had put up a sign that they printed that says Dom dies and put it on the video game glass thing. So when people walked in to buy the game, it was just a sign that said Dom dies and it spoiled it for everybody, which kind of sucks. Um, but that's besides the point. Uh, let's get into the next bit of news. Uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 arrives in 2018. Uh, the biggest lie ever. Uh, so Exactly. So at D23, we got news of Kingdom Hearts 3, which people were anticipating a new trailer with Toy, uh, Toy Story. And there was a Toy Story level, which is super exciting, I think, to a lot of people. Uh, ever since Pixar was acquired by Disney, people were like, well, is the next Kingdom Hearts going to have Pixar levels? And, of course, we saw Toy Story. It looks beautiful. It looks even better than the characters. The Toy Story characters in this look better than most of the Toy Story movies. Um, John Lasseter is involved uh, in this. He's not involved in the next Toy Story, unfortunately, movie. But he was involved in this, and he basically gave them the go-ahead and said make it good which i think is huge pressure from john lasseter who's like you know one of the most iconic people in animation period much less pixar uh and i thought the level looked beautiful andy's room looked great going outside in his front yard looked really cool the game's in unreal engine and it looks unreal um but that's a huge part that they said the reason that this game has been in such dismay as far as production is because they switched over to unreal and uh, Tetsuya uh, Nomura, who's basically the director of the game, said that that was a huge reason why they had to kind of start over. Um, and I think... Oh, yeah. It also, I think it also could be a cultural thing of like from an American's perspective because I feel you. I felt the same way of like, dude, just own up to it, you know. But it could just be a cultural difference thing. Um, Platinum kind of did the same thing when Scalebound, like, got canceled, and obviously it's not entirely Platinum's fault. Microsoft it was it blamed too, but they kind of did the same thing, and it might just be a cultural thing, you know, where it just comes off different to us, but I agree with you that. The fact that they announced 2018 to me is weird. Like, I they're, they're, they're in a weird position, which Square Enix always seems to be because it's Square Enix, where they don't want to go too long without announcing some kind of release window because they want people to know the game's actually still being made. 
but they don't want to give an exact date because Square Enix takes a million years for their games. So it's like, I'm excited for people, and I really hope that this comes out in 2018, but I don't think it will. Also, so we need to talk about this because this is a weird thing that I picked up on because I do like graphic design stuff in, in on, on my own time or whatever. I'm not a professional by any means. But I haven't noticed, but on multi-platform games, is the Xbox One always come first? Like when they show them on the bottom of the game titles, the Xbox One always the first one? Is that just a thing people do? Yeah, because on the Kingdom Hearts 3 trailer, Xbox One came before PS4, which was really weird because me and Jordan had a conversation of he thought for a, a hot minute that it wasn't even ever going to come to Xbox One, and it still is, obviously, because it's on the trailer. The whole thing of the the re, the collection that you... You bought it, right? You ended up buying it, I'm assuming? Not yet. Why is that not on Xbox? People have had this conversation. I know I'm beating a dead horse, but, like, it's dumb. And I, I hate to put it like that, Frank, but it's it's dumb. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's. I think it's a, it's a missed opportunity. They actually came out and had an excuse. Uh, Tetsuya Nomura came out and said, essentially, we're focusing all our production on Kingdom Hearts 3. We want it to come out in 2018. Dedicating any time to ports will take us away from that. We'll worry about that after the fact. Yeah, A, outsource it. B, releasing it after the fact, I think, loses steam. Also, I think that's just a sad excuse. Like, you spent time making it for PS4. You're telling me in that same time you couldn't have ported it to Xbox One? It's not hard. It's not like porting it to Nintendo Switch, you know? <laughs> exactly. And, like, I just think it's a very a very bad missed opportunity. Like you said, I think that their potential sales would have been huge on Xbox because they have a 100% audience. Well, maybe not 100%, but, like, 97%, right? Because there's probably some people that own both or whatever. But, like, yeah, I think it was a bad, like... For one, I would have bought it. I played Kingdom, one, uh, Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2, and I still would have bought it because I want a refresher on it, right? And I just think it was a bad missed opportunity. I'm glad it's coming to Xbox One, but I think the whole way they've handled it. I really want to get in a conversation with you and Jordan on Square Enix. I think people talk all the time about EA being the worst publisher, and I even have my grabs against Activision, but and I don't want to say the bad guy because I think they're publishers that are trying to earn money. But over the course of the last six months, I think no one's been worse than Square Enix. We had the IO Interactive fallout. We had the whole thing with Deus Ex not, not happening. Um, we haven't heard about Tomb Raider, which is weird. Um, the way they handled, obviously, Final Fantasy XV was odd. Kingdom Hearts 3, this whole thing is odd. Like, I think they're doing a lot of bad things. And I think um, they have an issue where they take on Western studios and games, but they even their expectations with like Final Fantasy XIV, the MMO, like, I don't think they know how to properly set their expectations. You know what I mean? And they, they're bad at business, to be completely honest. I think they're bad at business. Um, 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and th and that's not and the weird thing is it seems like they tend to put blame on like the consumers. It's not our fault your game didn't sell well. You're the one that you 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 didn't understand putting in the production profit loss and understanding how much it like they're just bad at that. I think like Hitman sold really well and they were underwhelmed by their the by how well it sold. It's like well, what were you expecting with a Hitman game? Like you know, that's a whole another discussion for another day. But yeah, Square Enix is. It, like I still love a lot of what they do. Do not get me wrong, but like they're just making some really odd choices, and yeah, it's very odd. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> well, and people think that they're holding off some worlds like a frozen world or a star wars thing or marvel or whatever and those are cool and everything this is smart though because this is a big announcement that gets people interested who don't even know what kingdom hearts is like they see a game where you can play in the toy story world and they're sold dude and you, like you may think that's not true. It is true. I know people like that. They'll see a trailer for a game like, you get to play in the Toy Story world? I'm buying this. And it's like, well, there's a complicated story. This kid's the fighting heartless. Like, they go to different... You can play in Toy Story, dude. I'm buying this game, you know? So... Well, I think it would be like Avengers cartoon like they did with Disney Infinity type stuff, you know? I don't think it would be MCU. I think it would be like Marvel cartoon. The Star Wars one could be Rebels or something because they have a cartoon world already. Um, no, no, no. I'm not saying I'm not saying it would be Star Wars Rebels. I'm saying they have they have that aesthetic already. So I think it would be canon Star Wars, like maybe the original trilogy, but it'll be in that art style kind of, you know what I'm saying? So. Yeah. But, like, don't you think it kind of writes itself, and I'm not saying this is good or anything, but them to be in the Star Wars world, and Donald Duck has, like, a R2-D2 skin, and Goofy either has a C-3PO or a Chewbacca skin? Like, you know they would do that. Come on, you know they would do that. Yeah. I agree with you, though. I would much rather, like, if... I would much rather have Disney Pixar, period. Just go to all those worlds. Like... Pocahontas, Mulan, all that stuff. If you're going to throw in those two, I would much rather have Marvel. Not that I'm not interested in the Star Wars one, but I think you can make that work a little bit better than the... I think the Star Wars is a little too forced, you know? I would love it, don't get me wrong, but, like, I, it, it definitely comes off as forced. Oh, exactly. Let's just... 
let's stop let's, let's try, stop trying to put other properties in there and just try to get the game out <laughs> yeah um which let's take a bet right now is this coming out in 2018 i say no yeah exactly i i don't think so i think I think next year at like E3 they're gonna say late 2018, and as the year progresses, like they did Final Fantasy, they're gonna delay it. I think that will happen. Um, last bit of news here before we get into our last topic. Uh, I this is huge news. I'm excited about this. Um, I think you're excited about this too. Casey Hudson is returning to Bioware. He's actually gonna be the GM. Um, if you're not familiar with Casey Hudson, he was essentially the project lead for the first three Mass Effect games. Uh, he actually helped with developing Anthem as well. Brilliant. He was also involved in KOTOR and a bunch of other Bioware projects, like the man is Bioware. Uh, he ended up leaving to um, Microsoft to work on HoloLens, and he ended up doing some stuff there. Obviously, HoloLens didn't really pan out for Microsoft, or at least they're, I think they're going the more commercial route of like real-world uses instead of video games. I think Casey had fun there, though. He said he wanted to focus on family life and stuff like that. Uh, he's coming in. Aaron Flynn is leaving. Um... I first want to say, so Aaron Flynn also made a post saying, thank you for your time. I was actually thinking about leaving. Uh, Casey wanted to come back. It was perfect timing. Um, I think part of this is the recent issues with Bioware, but I do think Aaron Flynn was probably looking to get out. Like People think that Aaron Flynn came in after Casey Hudson. They've both been there for a very long time, and then Casey left, and Aaron stayed. Um, I appreciate what Aaron Flynn did for Bioware, too. I think a lot of people are giving him too much crap. Um, I think people are like, oh, Casey's coming back. I can't wait for Bioware to be the Bioware of old and all this stuff. And, like, Aaron Flynn was in the lead. I understand that. But he wasn't wholly responsible for the issues with Andromeda, you know? He does have partial blame, but I don't think he, he should have all of it carried on his back, you know? Um, yeah. Exactly. And, and I'm not going to lie to you. Casey Hudson being back is great. Would I like Casey Hudson to come back and Aaron Flynn also to be there? Yes. But Casey Hudson being back in any form, I'm super excited for, personally. He he helped. He was essentially the, the front runner in my favorite video game franchise. So, like, he... I, the, the way people who love Metal Gear look at Kojima is the way I look at Casey Hudson, to be quite honest with you. Like, uh, I'm an aspiring game dev, and he's somebody I look at, and I read a lot of stuff from him, and try to figure out his brain and how it works and stuff like that because he knows how to make successful projects and good stuff um yeah you're you're a big bioware guy too dom are you excited about casey coming back oh yeah And also, also replacing Aaron Flynn, if if you're one of those people that think Aaron Flynn's wholly to blame, which I think you're dumb for that in the first place, but if you're one of those people that thinks Aaron Flynn leaving and Casey's going to solve all of Bioware's problems, it, yeah. Um, also, people tend to forget, like, Aaron Flynn was the GM there when they released Dragon Age Inquisition, and yeah, some people, there's like some weird revisionist history where people say it's not that good of a game. That game won like multiple Game of the Year awards. Like... That game was a great game, and there's some weird revision. I, I play. I love that game. There's some weird revisionist history of people saying it wasn't a good game um, because of Andromeda and stuff like that. Like, I don't know. I think Aaron Flynn did a lot of good for Bioware, and I agree with you that Casey Hudson, I think, is going to be influential, but it's not going to be, uh, oh, he's turning, 
he's turning a five into a ten, which I don't think Andromeda is a five, but just for example, you know. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and another analogy, because you went directly almost GM-to-GM GM kind of situation. It's kind of like on a football team. No one really knows the name of the kicker and the punter until they mess up numerous times in a row, <laughs> you know? Exactly. Like, they hit all the PATs, they hit all the field goals, they do really good at punting, and no one really cares about them. They're in the foreground, whatever, whatever. The moment they mess up and they lose you a game, you remember that person's name, and you're... Yeah, it's just... I feel bad for Aaron in this situation. I'm excited for Casey Hudson. Um, like you said with Anthem... Flynn was there for a majority of it. Casey Hudson is going to be there for the polish and late stages of game development and marketing and stuff like that. But as far as, like, from the ground, he was there. Yeah, exactly. It's The wheels are already turning, essentially. Um, and I do like that... I do like that Bioware made it a case to have Casey's story literally right next to Aaron's. Like, I do think it would have came off really weird if, A, Aaron didn't have a blog post or if his came out later, or if his came out earlier. I think both of them being posted at the same time, side by side, is like, we're ushering in somebody that we loved, and we're letting go of somebody we loved. You know? I do think they handled it well. Yep. It also... People tend to forget that when Casey left, people thought it was because of Mass Effect 3. Like, the same thing happened that's happening with Aaron Flynn of, like, him leaving because of Andromeda. Yeah, so I think there's a correlation there, and I wish Aaron Flynn the best. I'm excited for Hud Casey Hudson, but, uh, yeah, I, I think people don't give Aaron Flynn enough credit. And like you said, I'm, I'm optimistic for Casey Hudson. I don't think it's going to be, you know, it's not going to be crazy or anything, but um, I'm just glad to have him back at Bioware. That's super exciting. Um... The last topic here, you wanted to talk about uh, Telltale, right? <laughs> eighth, you're right, eighth.
Yeah, cool. Um, yeah, for me, it comes down to a game of expectations. Like, so, Telltale are, like, some of the best storytellers, I think, in video games, point blank, period. I think they nail storytelling. Well, I'm talking about, like, even for their level, they're not AAA. Like, I think the only people that are better storytellers are some AAA developers, Naughty Dog and such, and, like, maybe Steve Gaynor, Fulbright, Gone Home, and uh, there's a couple of people, but I do, do think Telltale's up there. They're in the upper echelon, right? And I think it's all expectation. First off, these aren't $60 games, and I know you, you value and, num and price and all that stuff, but, like, I, I, I expect a little jank for a game that's as cheap as the Telltale games, right? Um, exactly. Also, I've had... I've never had the game break. I've never had the Eaton saves or the eyeball floats. I've had framer issues and stuff like that, but I, I think some of that jank is a little, I don't know, comforting. It's weird. I don't think it's as bad. Um, I'm with you when I first saw these announcements. It was more ecstatic and energetic than it was jaded and pessimistic. Um, as far as fix, if they were to fix their engine, which I'm like, cool, that'd be great, but it's not something I'm vying for. Like, give me more great stories, Telltale work on your engine that's the engine isn't a priority to me um if they were to fix their engine i would hope it would be at a year point so like obviously batman isn't going to be a new engine i would put money on it that it's not going to be a new engine um because if it's already coming out august 8th it's been in development for how long and they're still working on guardians i don't know i just i i don't think that plus the stuff we've seen doesn't look like it's in a new engine anyways um but uh I, I, I would hope if they launch a new, a new engine, it would be like the 2018 starts, all their 2018 games are on the new engine. It's weird to me to release games in the same year that you're releasing a new engine. You know what I mean? Like we have Walking Dead and Batman the first half of this year and Guardians on the old engine and then the, the new engine is these other games while games are currently coming out for the old engine. That's weird to me, like the overlay. You know what I mean? Um, I think that's weird and odd. Like I said, yeah, I would like a new engine, but that's not my priority for Telltale. Like, if you told me what are the things you want from Telltale the most, it would be, one, more great stories. Two, I would list properties that I want them to tackle or seasons that we haven't gotten yet. And three would probably be engine. It's up there. It's a priority, but it's not number one for me. Um, I think if they were worse at the games they made in terms of storytelling and getting you invested, I think this would be a very big problem and a very big priority for people like... Your games aren't even that great, and your engine sucks. But I do think their games are good, and I think that they can get away with that. For how long? Who knows? I think this could bite them in the butt if they do release a stinker. Um, but yeah, I, I just... I don't I don't like the hyperbole of people being like, oh, their games are unrunnable and all this stuff. It's like, what were you expecting, dude? This isn't CD Projekt Red. This isn't Naughty Dog. Like, yeah, exactly. Or if you're even piecemeal, if you're buying them episode by episode as they come out, it's like nothing. You know what I mean? You, I don't know. It just, it, the whole conversation bothers me because to me, looking at Telltale, that's not my priority when I look at them. You know what I mean? So. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and the other specifics we don't get into is, like, we don't know the split. 
like for being able to use those properties, we don't know the split that the property owners get out of each sale. So like, though Telltale's games sell a lot, we don't know the exact amount of money they make. And guess what, people? Building engines isn't free. Like, yeah. And I'm not saying their engine would be super expensive, but like, I don't think we know all the numbers and until we do or whatever, we can't really make a justification standing on a high horse of like, Telltale, I'm the all-knowing and yeah, so. I think... Exactly, and so if me, you, and Jordan sat down in a room and did a podcast, no, if we sat down in a room and we talked about what are our gripes with the latest season of Walking Dead, I think it would be mentioned some point in that conversation if one of us had a bug or an error, but I think the first thing would come up is like, I don't like the way they handled Clem, it seemed like I was forced to get along with her because I already knew her, it was character stuff. That's the stuff that should be a priority for you for a game that's focused on that. Once again, you said this isn't, these aren't gameplay games, like there isn't a whole lot of gameplay. Exactly, yeah. 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 Okay, let's start with let's start with Wolf Among Us since that's the one we're probably least interested in out of the three. Yeah, yeah. 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 I've only played... I don't even know... I've only played, I think, three episodes. So I'll explain to you, and I don't know how long ago you played Wolf Among Us. You might not even remember. But I played up until the point where you capped the pig guy in the alleyway. You know how you have the conversation and you find out that the frog guy, his son, was getting hit or something or the that whole situation? So I think like episode three, I never finished it. I liked it. I just never got around to it. And what I'm thinking is I'm just going to wait, I think, until it goes on sale two and then I'm going to play through the first season and the second season all at once. Um, just because, like you said, it's not an IP I'm super involved with and I'm okay with waiting, you know? And I'm cool just taking on what's... It's not something I didn't I didn't dislike. It's just something that's, like, I'm not super involved in. Um, you, want, you want to talk about... Hmm. Interesting. You... Yeah. Let's do Walking Dead since that's the farthest away, and then we'll end with Batman since that's the closest. You want to do that? So, I want to say, though, real quick, 
I haven't finished episode 5 yet, which I'm going to play this week, because I just realized I had never finished New Frontier. Unless I did finish it, I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to go back and play it. I don't know. You're Now that you're pointing that out, you might be right. I might just be thinking I didn't play episode 5. Either way, go ahead. <laughs> now you have me confused. I'm like, did I? Because I could have sworn. Yeah, alright. His full name's Javier, but he went by Javi. Majority of the game, yeah. Really quick, sorry to sorry to go on a tangent. My biggest pet peeve with Injustice 2, Blue Beetle, his real name is Javier Reyes. Uh... And they mispronounce the name Javier like four times in that thing, and it bothers me. Because I'm okay with if, like, you're not familiar with Latin culture and you're, like, Javi or something. But they said it really weird. They said, like, Javier or something. They said it really weird and it really bothered me. Like, they went out of their way to mispronounce it. Yeah. Really weird. Anyways, go ahead. Sorry for going on that tangent. No, no, no. It wasn't Javier. Sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry. It was Jaime, and they said Jaime. They didn't say Jamie or they didn't say Jaime. They said Jaime, which was really weird. Or Jaime. Yeah, really weird. Which is fine, but if you're making a video game, come on. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, Oh, 100%, yeah. Um, I, I'm interested to see what the like what the time jump is. Because if it is the final season, I'm interested to see where they leave off at. The thing that I talked about before the show started is my biggest gripe with it, looking back now that we know there's a final season, is that the Javier thing kind of seems shoe shoehorned in now. Like, was it meant to be a Javi story, and then at the last moment they realized we can't release the next Walking Dead without Clementine being involved. We need a writer into this. And then... Th and so then that kind of muddied that water. Like, it, it just seems like a whole awkward situation. But I think we can be satisfied that, at the fact that we're getting another Walking Dead season for sure, at least one more. You said you believe there's going to be more, which it's a strong bet considering the IP and the money it makes. At least for a fact, we know we're playing as Clem, though. No questions asked. We know we're getting one final season controlling her. That's cool. I'm super excited. I don't think we... It's too early to talk about our wants and, and needs and stuff like that. I think we... Knowing that we're going to be playing as Clem, I think, satisfies us right until that game comes out. I think we're completely fine with seeing what they do. Um, and I think the next one is the one we're excited for because, for me, Batman was surprising. Like, I like Batman. I like Batman as a character. And I was intrigued in playing it. I didn't think I was going to like the Telltale game as much. And I loved it. I thought the twists in it were really cool. Um, you're the bigger Batman guy, so you can go first. I don't want to hold you off from talking about it.
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and the cool thing that we didn't really touch on is they they kind of hinted at the story. We know Joker obviously the the last the first season ended with Joker being free. Um, he narrates the teaser and we see Riddler stuff. So this seems like it's going to be heavily revolved around the Riddler and Joker, which is super cool. Um, there's going to probably be other people, including Two Face, which I think is a huge part of this game that. Jordan finished the first season and he doesn't have Two Face. He still has Harvey Dent. That's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I have Two Face as well. Yeah. Well, and. Well, yeah, because it wasn't even really a Clementine thing. Like, that's the whole thing that, that was even a huge problem with is, like, they were like, no, remember, your decisions mattered. We're shoehorning him into this. Um, but with Batman, this is, like, for me, the Guardians thing is interesting, and I think I'm going to play Guardians. Like I said, I'm going to play Guardians when all the episodes are out. But, like, seeing what they're doing with Batman really wants me, I really want a Spider-Man Telltale game. Um, because, I, yeah, oh, yeah, exactly. And the decisions you make of, like, just being Peter Parker and, like, hey, go ask her out or, like, just go talk to her. Like, do you do a pickup line? Do you just say hello? Like, all of that stuff. Like, playing with Peter and, and Spider-Man. Because, like, there are a fair number of similarities with Batman and Spider-Man of dealing with loss and balancing lives and stuff like that. But, like, most of the time with Batman, it's not balancing his life between Bruce Wayne and Batman. It's just making sure he's still Bruce Wayne. Whereas with Spider-Man, it is a focus on balance. You know what I mean? And I think a Spider-Man game would be good from Telltale, considering they've nailed Batman so much. Um, yeah, I'm man, I'm excited for Batman. I Is there a villain? So we know Riddler and we know Joker, and obviously we, we saw some other villains in the first game. Is there a villain that you want in this that we don't know is in it? Is there anybody off the top of your head that you're like, oh, that would be cool? Oh. 
the manipulator, yeah, behind the scenes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Hugo Hugo Strange is like a big guy, a big villain, but I don't think they really need him in this either. And you, I forgot about I forgot about Penguin still being around, and maybe they don't need anybody else. Now that I think about it, maybe that's just cool. They might have like nods to characters, like they they show the real name of somebody, but he's not really a villain yet. Because they had like Victor Vaz, who's like the homicidal maniac. They had him in season one, and he didn't really do much. Um, another question is like. Yeah, like, are we going to see Harley? Because there's Joker. Um, like, we have Catwoman. I know, but, are, like, we have Catwoman. Are we Are we going to see Robin or something? Like, Robin would be an interesting thing if Robin shows up or if, like, he develops a relationship to for whoever they decide to be the Robin in this Batman universe. Um, which, there was a question of that kid. You remember that kid that you helped save in Season 1? That'd be interesting, yeah. I mean, he's he's black, and Robin has never been black, but who cares? This is like an original Batman story, or whatever. Yeah, that could be interesting. Um, yeah, I, I'm excited. It's right around the corner, which it, it, I, I love. Like when people like we live in a realm now where people are like, oh yeah, people like that when you announce a game and then it comes out next month. And like we didn't know Batman was coming out, and now I'm super excited for it. Whereas if you said, yeah. Like, even though as excited we are for Walking Dead, the final season, we know it's not until next year, so it's like, whatever. Like, I'm not going to get my hopes up because it's not for a while. If they did that with Batman, we're like, oh, it's cool, it's Joker and Riddler, but it's not for, like, a year, whatever. The fact that it's, like, next month, dude, less than a month, it's, like, two weeks, it's awesome. Oh, exactly. Well... And the weird thing too is like if they you, if you would have told me they're announcing Wolf Among Us two, Batman two, and uh, Walking Dead last season, I would have said Wolf Among Us would have been the one this year because we just had Batman, right? Wolf Among Us has been the longest one, but I do think it's smart though because yeah, Wolf Among Us coming out is cool, and people some people would be excited for it, but people would still be yearning for the other two. And with this, it's like we get Batman, and then we have Walking Dead and Wolf Among Us. It's like it's really cool. Um, also. One thing I didn't know, Dom, when doing research or looking into this, Game of Thrones Season 2, Walking, uh, Telltale Game of Thrones Season 2 is confirmed. They just don't have a release date. But it's like a confirmed project they're working on. I didn't know that. <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh, are they ever going to make it? And it's like, no, it's a project they're working on. So, uh, I hope it comes out after the next season of Game of Thrones, just because, like, you're just like, cool. Yeah. Yeah, but it's more Game of Thrones, which I'm okay with. <laughs> yeah, um, I think that's it for this week's show. Uh, hopefully Jordan's back next week. It was just Dom and I. As far as what I'm going to be playing, I'm going to check to see if I finished episode five because you have me, like, I thought I didn't finish it, but now that you're saying that we did have that, 
or did we I don't know I'm gonna go check um yeah yeah I'm I'm I, mean, I think I just psyched myself out um this weekend I don't know what I'm gonna see yet but I'm either gonna see Dunkirk War of the Planet of the Apes or Valyrian and I know people are saying Valyrian isn't a, isn't a great movie but like I really like the visuals in that movie and I think it's from, like, the same people who did the concept stuff for The Fifth Element. I could be wrong about that, and I love The Fifth Element. But, like, Dunkirk is a for sure. I just don't know if I'm seeing it this weekend. And War of the Planet of the Apes, I still need to catch up because I didn't see the middle one. Uh, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Yeah, because it's Rise, then Dawn, then War. Um, yeah, Dunkirk looks cool. I'm kind of peeved at Nolan's comments about Netflix and stuff. I have a whole. I could have a whole conversation about that. I don't know if you saw that, Dom. He's, he basically said that, like, they have a, a carousel of movies they just pop out and they don't treat the craft as a craft and all this garbage. I'm like, I like you, Nolan, but you're a little pretentious, dude. <laughs> yeah, you make good movies, but shut up. Um, yeah, Dunkirk looks awesome, though. Uh, and as far as games, like I said, I'm going to check up on on a Walking Dead. And uh, I think I'm going to get around to finishing Prey. I was just realizing that I never finished Prey, so I think I'm going to do that. So that's pretty much it for me. And Game of Thrones Episode 2, obviously. Ooh, baby. <laughs> Are you in the dog days of summer? I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> my my only solution is that Spider-Man will be gone from theaters sooner than Dunkirk since it comes out this week. So you might want to see Spider-Man and then see Dunkirk. But I know you love Nolan. I know you love Nolan. So you might want to see Dunkirk and then see Spider-Man. Yeah. 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 B b both of those movies you need to see in the theater, though. That's the issue. Yeah. Because both of those movies... Yeah, both of those movies have tremendous scores. Like, oh. And I, I'm not a huge Nolan fan. Like, I like Nolan films, but some people are like, crazy Nolan fans. But, like... If you're going to watch a Nolan movie, you need to see it for the first time in a theater. I agree with that. Yeah. I love... Interstellar is one of my favorite movies. <laughs> I loved it so much. I felt that way about... I felt that way about... What's the one that came out where it was, like, re reality manipulating? That movie was just like, eh. It was that, that's how I felt. So I, I see where you're coming from. Yeah. He, man, he's one of those people that I've, I don't like him in almost everything he does except for Interstellar and uh, True Detective. I thought he was great in True Detective, and I liked him in Interstellar, but, like, there's a lot of stuff I don't like him in. Like, in, uh, did you ever see uh, Dazed and Confused? 
it's like a it's like a time period movie of like eighties kids in high school and stuff. And he plays this like guy that's already out of high school, but he hits on high school chicks like a weird, creepy dude. And he's like, "You want to know the great thing about high school girls? I get older, they stay the same age." I'm like, "Great, Matthew McConaughey, great." Um, <laughs> yeah, but that's a tough decision. I think both those movies, like you, said, it's it's easier when it's like, do I see? Uh, Hangover 2, or do I see a Christopher Nolan movie in a theater? Well, no shit. But it's like, superhero movies are great in theaters, and Nolan movies are great. So it's like, yeah. Um, I think that's it for us. Please follow us on Twitter at CTRLINT. We update with all of our content and news happenings and all that stuff. I'm at Jared underscore. Dom is at Dom's Oreos. Uh, please follow us and rate us on iTunes. This week it will have both of our audio channels and not just Dom. Uh, and uh, yeah, please rate and subscribe. It definitely helps us. Uh, YouTube, we're really close to 100 subscribers. I know I say this every week. But yeah, that's pretty much it. Any closing words, Dom? <laughs> Wave of the hands. Catch you guys next week. Bye.